Hey y'all, you're listening to the Ministry and All the Things podcast, where we talk about ministry, parenting, love, and more. Good morning and welcome back to Ministry and All the Things. want to say hello from a very chilly, almost springtime Kansas. We have uh, been experiencing the back and forth temperatures, and I've got to tell you, I am ready for warm weather, ready for the cold to be done. But today, I wanted to let you guys know that I am working on a new series for this podcast, and I'm going to call it Origin Stories. I am a little bit of a superhero buff, and one of my favorite things to learn about for different superheroes is how they got started. Um, it's usually something big, something significant that happened in their life that led them to to become who they are, whether it's superpowers or it is um, some call that they have on their life, such as Batman. And so as I was thinking about my love for a good origin story, um, it kind of brought to mind some of the amazing people that I have met in my time in ministry and, and how they got started and how I have loved to hear the way that God has put that call in their life. And sometimes it's been something supernatural and sometimes it's been a a different way that they have gotten started. So getting ready to start this series called Origin Stories, I thought about how it would be helpful to maybe share my origin story and to share a little bit with you about how I got called into ministry, how vocational ministry, uh, maybe looks different than when I started, and and to talk a little bit about what I've learned the most from being involved in ministry as a career. So today I'm going to share a little bit about me, and then in the co- upcoming weeks I will be doing some interviews with uh, some of my colleagues and other people that I have met in this line of, of work. So Obviously, since I do not have an interviewer here to ask me these questions, this might be a little bit rocky, but I want to share a little bit about how I became uh, someone in full-time ministry. So I actually started out, uh, I did my undergrad at Kansas State University, go Wildcats, and I was a psychology major and had a lot of different interests while I was doing that. I loved forensic psychology, loved abnormal psychology. I just, the the idea of, you know, how the brain works and nature versus nurture and all of those things just fascinated me. But about the time I got to my junior, senior year of college, I really started feeling a call towards uh towards counseling, towards working with people to help lead them or guide them into hopefully a a happier, a better life, and uh, really felt that call towards that. And so I applied for grad school and was accepted at Mid-America Nazarene University. And I started shortly after I graduated with my undergrad, I started my graduate program, my master's in counseling program. And through the course of this, I learned a ton. I uh, gained so much insight and knowledge. I I kind of half joke, but it's really not a joke. Um, My marriage is what it is today because I was in this program. I learned so many tools and so many things to help my future clients that it had 
it changed the the landscape and the course of where my marriage was going. Um, it also, and I could talk about this later, it ignited a passion for marriages and for families within me. But through the course of my programming, I was not only in class, but I was also doing a practicum. And I was seeing clients uh, in my, my different internships. I was seeing clients on a regular basis. And I got to the end of my program, and I felt like where I should have had more clarity and I should have had a better understanding of my future, I actually had less. It wasn't that I did not enjoy counseling, and it wasn't that I did not enjoy the process of seeing clients and helping people. It was that I felt like I wasn't really sure if that was what I, how I was supposed to be doing it. And so at the time, I, was, I had been working full-time as a case manager, uh, supporting individuals with developmental disabilities. And I genuinely, I loved that role for a lot of reasons. And so I got done with grad school, and I stayed put. And I, that's what I did. I stayed in my role, and I continued to be a case manager. And I, I kind of, looking back, I call this the desert years because I had no real clarity or no real direction on what I was supposed to do next. I could have stayed working as a case manager. I could have stayed in that role, but I didn't really know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I, I tried to find my path a little bit here and there. Uh, I applied for a couple of internal you know, positions within my organization, and, and I, I tried to move into, you know, management and I, lots of different things to kind of feel my way to try to see, okay, is this the path? Is this the path? And every single time I would attempt, we w I would be shut down. Like it just, it, it, nothing ever, no doors opened. It never happened. And it was, it was a hard time. It was a hard time knowing that I was in a role that I was okay with, but I didn't feel a real connection with. And so it was about this time that my husband and I started attending a new church. I say that loosely because it actually was a church that I had attended while in college. Uh, and then after we had come back to the area and we had gotten married, we were attending a different church for a period of time. But we, we started back attending uh, what was then Heartland Christian Fellowship and is now Impact, and immediately felt like we were home. And it was such a good place for us to be, and the, the teachings were amazing, and the community was amazing, and we just we felt like we were at home, and we got plugged in immediately. And it was about... I don't know, about a year and a half after we had been attending and we'd been involved, we were, were both involved in ministry, you know, as volunteers, whether it was through worship arts or Kidmen or whatever it may be. And it was the summer of 2010, and God was just really speaking to me specifically through Pastor Bill's messages. And I can't even go back and tell you that I know exactly the passage that he spoke from, or I know exactly what he was talking about on this particular day, but I knew whatever it was, I remember the feeling that I was being called to something more. Now, at the time, I, I didn't go into it thinking, I'm going to 
go work on staff at a church. I thought, okay, God's pressing on me. I'm supposed to become more involved. I'm supposed to open myself up to other ways to serve. Uh, but I not a single time did it enter my mind like, oh, I'm going to become a staff person, you know, on church staff. So I set up a time to come in and talk with Pastor Bill. I had known Pastor Bill at this point in time for uh, 15 years, a long time. And I, I set up a time to come in and talk with him. And I just came in and I shared my heart. I shared what God was talking to me about. I shared how he was pressing on me. I shared how I felt like he was calling me out of my comfort zone. And Pastor Bill, like any awesome pastor, he prayed with me and he listened to me. And that was about the extent of the conversation. I didn't leave there with this aha moment. Uh, I didn't leave there thinking, oh, this is my next step. But it was good. I connected with him as, as my pastor. And it was a few days later that he called me and he said, I can't stop thinking about that conversation. And I, I keep on thinking back to all the things that you shared about what God was calling you to and how he was pressing on you. And I wonder if you would want to do that for work. And I remember I was at work during the time I had stepped out of the office. I was out in the parking lot on the phone with him. And I said, that's not what I do. <laughs> I don't I don't work at a church. I serve at a church. I volunteer at a church, but I don't work at a church. I have a master's in counseling and I'm working as a case manager. I have zero experience in this. Plus at the time, they were looking for someone to lead their children's ministry. And I will tell you what, people, that is not my heart and passion. I love my kids, but understanding how to teach children and how to to use curriculum in such a way to lead them to something, even more specifically to the Lord, is not my my strong suit. And so I was like, I don't, this is, this doesn't seem possible. And, you know, he said, we've tried a lot of different things with our children's ministry. We've tried a different, a lot of different approaches, but I feel like we're supposed to go this route. And I, and I wanted to offer this to you. Now, the role itself was part-time, uh, it was a significant financial change for us because it was not a full-time role. And, you know, of course, as a wife, and I already at that point in time had two daughters, um, that's not something that you make a decision on your own with. And so, of course, I told him I needed to talk with Ben about it. Now, I'm going to stop here and tell you this. My husband is a pastor's kid. He grew up in ministry. He grew up watching and being involved in vocational ministry. And so I didn't necessarily go into it thinking that he would scoff at the idea of full-time or, or part-time ministry, but I knew where our finances were, and I knew I, I felt like I knew what his response would be. I really called him thinking that he would be the person that said, there's no way we can do this. There's no way. And instead, when I called him and he said, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And he immediately said the words that resonated with what I was thinking and feeling. It did not take much time for us to start putting into place what was necessary for me to leave my current position and to take this role. 
And so my calling did not happen like some people's where maybe they're, you know, at middle school camp and they hear from God that they're supposed to be in ministry. Mine happened much later in life. Uh, you know, at, at 20, 20, what was it? 26, 27, where I, he was guiding me and leading me in such a way that it took a little bit at a time to get me down that path instead of one moment in time. And so I started shortly after that um, as a part-time ministry staff. Um, within a couple of years, I moved to full-time. A few years after that, moved into the role that I'm currently in now, uh, helping to lead other ministry staff and develop other other ministry leaders, which is such a... It's such a heartbeat for me. Um, and then also getting the opportunity to to pour into marriages and pour into families has been such an awesome opportunity for me. Um, going back to what I talked about, my master's program and seeing it come full circle, I, I really at that time, the the love and the, the importance of the family that was solidified within me when I was in my master's program at MNU, it now is something that I can take the ministry side and, and where the church is at, and I can take what I learned in that program and I can combine them and I can and I can pour into other people's lives and and hopefully help them see transformation in their families and in their marriages. So that's a little bit of my origin story. Uh, how I got started, and it's not over because in another 10 years' time, I am sure that my experiences in ministry will be even richer and and probably look even a little bit different. So some of the things that, some of the questions that I'll be asking of our other ministry leaders, I want to answer for you here. So one of the questions that that I am going to be asking some of our ministry leaders and I feel like is an important one is, was there a time in your life or ministry that you doubted your call? And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because all of us have a call in our life, whether we are in full-time ministry or we are doing ministry as and we're serving in the church or we're serving outside of the church or we are ministering to people that we encounter in our neighborhoods or in our workplaces. And so we all have a call in our life, but I know that there are times when all of us second guess and we doubt our abilities and we doubt our effectiveness. And so I definitely can speak to that within my own ministry. There are times when I look around and I see other people around me and I watch, I watch how amazing they are at what they do. And I allow those moments to become bigger than the call that God has put on my life. I allow those moments to be something that makes me second guess what he has put, where he has put me, and how he has called me to, to be a light for him. And so I want to encourage you that if you have those moments where you doubt, that you lean into him all the more and you lean into that call because he does not call you to something that he is not going to equip you for and he's not going to walk with you in. And then one of the other questions that I will have for, for folks is what would you consider your life first? And I, I, 
use that a little bit, knowing that sometimes your life first shifts and changes. And so I wanted to share with you what is really speaking to me and how God is speaking through his word. So this is Isaiah 43, 19. It says, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This particular passage, the promise of it and and the the action of it, that he doesn't just say, like, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to do something new. He says, do you not already see it? If you look around you, you can see the evidence of him at work in your life, at work through you in the lives of others. And it says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness, that he will clear that pathway for you. So those times when you doubt or those times when you're not so sure, take a time, take time to stop and look around and see how he is clearing that pathway and he is creating rivers in the dry wasteland. That, that passage is one that God has, over the last few months especially, has just brought back to me over and over and over again. And about the time, I'll, it'll leave my mind and I won't be thinking about it. Um, he'll bring it back to me. He'll bring that back to my, my mind. So those are some things. Those That's kind of what you can expect with our origin stories. I know that uh, that every person who is in ministry, every person's story is different. And so I cannot wait to share with you um, all of these different perspectives on ministry and how people got their call and how they, how they started out in this and, and then how they are living it out still today. So that is all the time we have for... Uh, this podcast. And so I look forward to seeing you next time for ministry and all the things. Bye.